0: Hello and welcome to the Sales Lab from Homebridge Financial, where we discuss the best sales ideas, strategies, and solutions for today's housing market. Our program is designed to share the best practices and market intelligence with builders and new home sales professionals so you can find success regardless of market conditions. Our host is Anthony Grass, National Sales Director for Homebridge Financial's Builder Division, who will lead in today's conversation. Subscribe to this podcast or bookmark this link so you can find your way back for future episodes. And now our host, Anthony.
1: Welcome to the Sales Lab from Homebridge Financial, where we share the best sales ideas, strategies, and solutions for today's housing market. My name is Anthony Grost, host of today's program. Last month, I attended Do You Convert's online sales and marketing summit in Dallas, Texas. One of the key ideas that was discussed at the summit was around adapting your strategies for today's market. More specifically, how are you changing your sales strategies for how today's buyers research, communicate, and select their new homes? And it's important that our, you know, how are we adjusting? For right. all of yeah, all of you know that last year COVID changed everything, it pushed all sales and marketing online and so we saw this massive shift in technology use and adoption and for many builders you know we ran to put on 3d content virtual walkthroughs uh online appointments all sorts of things well isn't that enough well i would say that in the last 12 months the market has changed again well what has changed that's out there well one we've run out of inventory we're overrun with sales leads supply chain issues and now have delayed construction we're seeing buying changing buyer sentiment in real time right now, potential affordability issues mm-hmm. creep in. And now the largest buyer cohort out there for new homes are millennials. And millennials have a very different way of communicating and how what their preferences are for the new home buying process. So what are we to do now to keep ourselves current or to at least be adapting our strategy? To help answer those questions, I've invited Mike Lyon to our program. For those of you who don't know Mike, Mike is the CEO and founder of Do You Convert? He's a speaker, an author, and truly the thought leader. And and this is my opinion, He he is the top thought leader when it comes to online sales and marketing. And Mike and his team, including Kevin Oakley, work with hundreds of builders around the United States and so have a wealth of knowledge to share with us today. So Mike, thank you for being on our program.
0: Hey, thanks as always for having me. I love staring out your window.
1: <laughs> it looks pretty nice back there. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Well, let's let's talk about it. So I, I believe the market has changed. How has online sales and marketing changed in the last 12 to 18 months?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, 12 to 18 months is fun to use these timelines because it's, it's changing so rapidly. And even in the past uh, 12 to 18 days, things have adjusted. So the the past 12 to 18 months it really shifted from a you know normal to buyer's market to a true seller's market. Now when it goes to seller's market, builders have the upper hand. Um we really dominated during COVID because a lot of resale and used homes shut down showings and mm-hmm. so we had safe and healthy ways to show homes. So that's all the COVID thing. Then we started seeing everybody wanted to move out to bigger places and everybody's you know we had a great shift in where people were working from because they could work from home and work from anywhere and so they needed more space and all that stuff so we saw everybody moving out where builders were already building which was a little bit further out a little bit more space a little bit more land a little bit more upgrade then we ran out of homes okay all that stuff happened well there was just a huge onslaught of of interest and the trajectory that it was going anyway was online. Well, now that things were essentially shut down or appointment only, let's just call it that because we've moved to really more of an appointment only situation. The natural effect was go to the website, trying to talk to someone, chat with someone, reach out to somebody and figure out what the process was. And that just overwhelmed the system. So the big change that we saw from online sales perspective was just too many leads for too few people to manage. And we really did have the upper hand. So it was kind of like, oh, you want to go on a ride with us? Here's the rules. And it was pretty, uh, you know, it's pretty crazy to think about what we're making buyers do today just to even purchase a home. So that's what really happened and forced us into a lot of great changes, which needed to happen anyway. Leveraging technology, the tools, um, the marketing, um, different marketing options that we had available. What's happened recently though, is we've really tested the price ceiling, right? Mm -hmm. So the builders are like, where are we at and what can we do to make sure we are as profitable as we need to be because they're running out of lots. And so they don't want to sell lots for too little of money. Um, We tested that price ceiling, stuff has gone up a hundred grand, 200 grand in 12 months. It's just insane and um we're starting to see buyers who don't have the same amount of urgency i'm hearing that over and over again as we coach online sales specialists is mike hey there's not the same amount of urgency that we saw just three months ago or six months ago so now we're in this other shift back to what we would call a normal market um and what i anticipate happening is potentially going back to something below a normal market and that if we see anything happening with the forbearance stuff being changed and more inventory coming onto the market, that little shock to the system will change things. We know a lot of builders are building and haven't put it on the market or priced it yet because they're waiting to see or till it's framed to start selling it. That's going to be a little bit of inventory shock. And so everybody just needs to be ready to work in this
1: normal market. So that's kind of where we were. And I think where we're going, if that is a long answer to your short question yeah no no that's a great answer you know buyer sentiment uh for those of you who follow buyer sentiment surveys that are published by Mm -hmm. fannie mae buyer sentiment now is at the lowest level it's Mm -hmm. been in 10 years and buyer sentiment drives the market so so i'm not foretelling and mike Mm -hmm. to your point you know i think the market is slowing and returning to more of a seasonality uh so we will see not a slow market but it just slowing so we will we will definitely see change so in your opinion Uh, Have builders kept up with these changes? And if not, where do you see them falling behind?
0: Um, So, yeah, it's a yes and no. It's a yes and no answer. They've kept up. A lot of builders have the role of online sales in place. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think they've really grabbed on to online marketing. And, Mm -hmm. and understand that that's replacing a lot of the traditional marketing. So I think from a foundational or fundamental level, a lot of builders have said, yes, we need this. And there were definitely the ones who were grateful to have that position in place when everything shifted to appointment only or appointment first, or even the virtual situation, right? Where I think, um, where I think we're falling behind now is during the height of, uh, of the lead gen, even when we weren't trying to generate leads, leads were coming in like everybody just wanted inventory so bad that we, we created a lot of shortcuts and efficiencies because it was either create efficiencies and limit how we follow up or reduce the personalization, or we have to hire more bodies and more people. And no builders knew like, is this permanent? Is this sustainable? We don't know. So we really kind of just stripped out a lot of the heavy lifting and just made it super automated, which was fine because if we ever sent something to a prospect in the past six months or so, they responded back and said, yes, I'll take that appointment. Yes, I'll buy that. Yes, I'll, I'll put an offer in. They were desperate. It, we created some real transitory um, uh, strategies that I think a lot of builders, what they haven't kept up with is they haven't shifted back fast enough or they think, oh, this will get it'll get a little bit better or it'll stay the same that we have planned for. They are not keeping up with what's happening um, in the market right now. And it is shifting very quickly and leads aren't the same. And like I said, the prospects aren't as excited as they used to be. So they need to keep yeah. up with that in You know, with that there's the technology piece and communication style. And again, I think as when you're in the driver's seat, you're, uh, you can get a little bit, lackadaisical, like you can kind of get a little soft as we like to say, and they've lost some of that muscle that they used to work out in the normal market. And so they're going to have to come back and ramp it back up, leveraging those tools to make uh, that customer journey, even uh, a better experience than it is right now for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love the way you say that, that, that the online marketing was ramped up, but where I'm seeing the deficiency is really on the online sales and what i mean by that is i see a lot of marketing but you know you talk about we use the we use the uh, acronym osc online sales counselor online sales consultant online sales specialist this online person how important is an online person in today's market and and what is their role you know w- w- from you know working with leads
0: yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it's crucial. If you're selling more than 80 homes a year, you've got to have someone there to manage the outreach from the customer. The first interaction, which most of the time, that's going to be uh, chat, text, call, email form, mm-hmm. uh, you know, third-party listing where you're filling out a form and connecting with somebody. This is just the nature. I mean, you're also seeing a lot of people talking about buy online, which we have our own the thoughts on that we think you can start the process online but it's not a complete total journey online but this is the way that it's going we also know this a lot of big builders have adopted the appointment only appointment only like you can't just walk in like you have to set an appointment and with that shift of the process now technically the online sales role is managing what used to be walk-in traffic so how crucial is it it's absolutely crucial i think where a lot of builders are missing the mark is they're understaffed. I've been saying this for two years, even before COVID builders are notoriously understaffed. 57% of sales are generated first through online lead through an appointment, right? So Mm -hmm. the salesperson is completing that sale, but it's starting their process that way. That's our averages for, we have 51 builders that we work with. We pulled the data and in 2021 right now it's 57%. So you need to allocate the resources appropriately, meaning what used to be an assistant on site or a junior salesperson who was in training. You don't necessarily need that role the same way because there's not going to be the same amount of walk in traffic. They don't have to do the lead follow up and management of all this stuff. So that's shifted to the role of online sales. We're not necessarily talking about adding more bodies or people. It's just shifting resources.
1: Yeah, abs- absolutely. And, you know, you, you raised some statistics and I want to share these with everybody yeah. who's, who's listening today. So at the summit, they went through some benchmarks based yeah. on current, current, current market conditions. So this was fascinating. 32% of appointments made online were kept 20% of those appointments resulted in sales. And if they tracked all sales. 57% began online. That's a 7% increase from just 12 months ago. That's and right. I think I think one of the misnomers that people have out there is, well, things are going to go back to the way they were. And the, the the reality is, no, they won't. We're going to end up in some sort of new hybrid version, but it's clear that the online is becoming and will become a bigger, bigger portion of what we're doing. So if we're not addressing or not, specifically like an online sales consultant role it's hurting us so for builders you know when they're looking at this mike you know what's the risk if we don't adopt you know well yeah the risk the
0: risk is market share and and take uh, remove home building even from the scenario because you know we have been preaching this forever but you think about other high ticket items buying a car i mean you look at carvana you look at Room. I'm trying to think of the CarMax, this experience mm-hmm. is like you can buy this and start this whole process and even talk to people and go through all of that online first. And even your car dealers, you can start your process online, you fill out a form, you're chatting with someone on the website, you usually finish up test driving or things like that, but this huge fundamental shift of the inside sales position, which in our industry we call it the online sales consultant. Mm -hmm. That inside sales position is an intermediary first step to connect, talk with, uh, qualify, answer the questions and get them more sales ready and to move them to an appointment. What makes our industry a little bit different is that there's still a huge sense of place tied to a home and so that really in most situations requires someone to come out and visit even if there's not a finished product or finished home on the lot they want to see what the community is like they want to see where that's going to be built and so there's a natural lead into setting an appointment but there is more happening before and after the appointment than has ever happened before and used to have to be keep going back into the model home you only have to go once you only have to look at that product like once and the rest of this transactions process A lot of it can be handled beforehand and after so the risk is if you don't have someone who's answering The phone if you don't have someone who's responding to the chats and the text You don't have someone who's getting back to the leads within five minutes or less during business hours They will just go right to the next builder down the street And if you're in another community with multiple builders your product is not that big of a, there's not that big different differentiation between it. The price is there. They're going to go to whoever is giving them the best experience because that customer service is just showing them what it's like to do business with you in the future. And if you don't have that in place, they're going to go, I'm going to go over here to Builder X because they really take care of me. and They like me. That's yeah. That's just what's happening. So the risk is you've got to have someone in that role. If you're getting leads, you got to have someone managing leads and you can't put that on your, on-site sales staff who's not trained who doesn't have the time who they don't have the skill set it's a very unique skill set
1: yeah and and you bring up something really interesting you're talking about car purchases and yeah. going through that process you know what i have observed especially with uh, millennials and i own two of them and so <laughs> what, what i've no what i notice is they do a tremendous amount of research and interaction online To remove as many barriers in the sales process as possible. So they're trying to speed up the process, not get in their car and do laps back and forth. They still will sign documents, they still will go visit, but they wanna do this online. So by not having those people, you know, on your website who are engaging those leads as they're coming in. I think you're missing a huge opportunity to capture and retain buyers. And that's really what it's about, right? In terms of. Well,
0: yeah. And I just want to uh, millennials aside and age aside, like Mm -hmm. here's the big concept. Everybody needs to know who's watching this. You've got to meet your customers where they're at and give them multiple options. You want to come in for an appointment right away? Come in. You want to see the product and sit down and talk with someone? You've got it. You want to chat with somebody online? Someone's chatting with you. You want to talk to someone on the phone for a while? You got it. You want a virtual Zoom appointment first because you're out of town? We got it. Like, you got to have multiple paths for them to engage that they feel comfortable with. I really think, like, I know a lot of people talk about the millennial and the age and all that stuff, but I see, and we deal with hundreds of thousands of leads every month. We got the whole range of the spectrum, Mm -hmm everybody's online in one way, shape or form. Like we got 65 year old people who are looking at age targeted communities that are savvier than, you know, 18 year olds because they're Mm -hmm. sitting there just banging this stuff out all day long and they know what to do and they're comfortable. Their time that they have to do it may be higher. Like they can spend more time versus other people who are time strapped. So like, give me quick and convenient answers and then I can keep moving down the process. But it, it, everybody is, is texting, chatting, uh, Zooming. We all, we're all doing everything. But you just have to have all those options available and the people skilled to manage it. And yeah. so I think that's the important part for the staffing situation. You don't want have someone coming in and chat on your website and chat's not monitored. Or, you know, you don't have good convenient ways for people to reach out however they feel comfortable.
1: Well, you talked about having trained and skilled yeah. people, which means you need to have trained and skilled managers. And <laughs> sure. I see, a, I see a lot of managers who are non digital natives. It doesn't mean that they can't right. do it, uh, but who should really be leading the online sales efforts uh, with a builder, oh. or if you have a, or if you have a leader that needs to build skills, just give me some commentary around how to how to manage that.
0: I think that's awesome. And and at our leader, we had a breakout session for the leaders. We had like 45 mm-hmm. uh, online people who are managing online sales specialists, right? And the big thing is I'm a believer that you get anybody who's managed leads before to help manage your team. So not everybody has that. So either it's going to fall usually under the general sales manager or the marketing director. Mm-hmm. I always say, who is the person who understands the technology? who understands the, the day in and day out of the job, who can sit down and listen to phone calls and go through interactions and go through the CRM and who can sit down and coach with them, coach them. That's who needs to be in charge. So now as far as where their skill set is, like you may have a marketing director who's like, I get it, I understand what this is about and my leads are important and we're going to manage this in the customer journey, but they have zero experience managing leads. I say, take the phones for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Take over the leads while the online sales salesperson person is on a vacation, actually get in there and do the work a little bit, because you don't really have any context and they start so you start entering some stuff in the CRM and going through the system too many times we see a sales manager who's looking at the top numbers like the report, their monthly report that they get on conversion rates and benchmarks and they go, Hey, this looks great. You guys are doing awesome. Hey, make sure you take care of those uh, appointments that you guys okay, everybody doing good. Yay. And that's the management. And that's not mm-hmm. what we need to be looking at. We need to be diving into the the specific skill sets and the things that make an online sales specialists successful and get past just those benchmarks and those numbers. Because right now those look really good. And it's the
1: market that is good, not necessarily the role. So <laughs> thanks for that. Thanks for that input. Now that, cause that's an important thing because I believe, you know, at the summit, they also said your most skilled person, right? Your most skilled person in digital really needs to be, you know, leading, leading that mm-hmm. effort. But I do know, and not, you know, a lot of us non-digital natives uh, have learned, right? And so how do we learn and adapt and, and, and lead, uh, in this area, you know, uh, one of in, in your recent blog post, uh, I think it was your August eleventh post. Okay, you, com- you commented. I, I read your articles. That's good. You're, All right, uh, you commented about the OSC role has tr- changed dramatically yeah. in the last five years, and then warp speed was your term for the last twelve months, and you talked about leveraging video yeah. chat texting and CRM. So let's, let's, I just want to comment on each one of those when you mean leveraging video best practices or ideas around that. What, what, what did you mean by that?
0: Yeah, that that's specifically related to what we call one-to-one personalized video messages out there. So we've been talking about this since 2008. It's one of our Mm -hmm. favorite tools, right? But it's when you have a prospect reach out, um, you're communicating to them directly. It's like voicemail with your face. Let's put it that way. You're you're talking to them specifically, you're using their name. It's personalized, right? So we, we use that tool frequently, a tool called Bomb Bomb. But also um, when we're talking about priority interest lists or coming soon communities or updates on a new phase release or update on a mall tour, we're getting more online sales specialists who are able to communicate a message that used to be you know in text they can do it visually and they can do it with their iphone in front of the model home or in front of the phase release so that's mm-hmm. a huge tool that is a really great attention grabber and good for the customer to kind of feel us even when there's nothing happening like mm-hmm. we're delayed again you'll notice behind me we've got dirt and that's it it's still dirt you know and they're just talking about those things on video a really great way to engage Um, personally, that an online sales specialist can just, you know, grab their phone and send it out. So that's the video portion of it. That's really how people are using it. Chat, obviously, you've got a combination of um, what we would call a chat filter. I don't like calling it a bot. It is a bot, but really just a if then type of scenario to where if they need help directly, we get them in touch with online sales specialist. If they need warranty or something else, you're quickly moving them off. They don't have to manage that so that's a pretty straightforward tool a lot of people are using texting is huge right and texting mm-hmm. is not anything special i'm air quoting um it's really just connecting using your software your phone software or direct connection to your cell phone most of it is managed through um, a calling platform but that's just how a lot of people like to communicate so mm-hmm. you leave a message leave a voicemail you follow it very quickly with a text message that says, hey, just wanted to introduce myself. Here's my contact information. Happy to jump on a quick call or we can communicate by text, whatever's easiest for you. So leveraging the new communication um, uh, preferences that everybody has, just making sure they're staying in touch with all that stuff. So that's really, uh, you know, the new tools that we're seeing use. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've got virtual options, but a lot of times online sales isn't managing a virtual
1: presentation. That's mm-hmm. still directly with the on-site sales agent. Excellent. Well, Mike, I truly appreciate your input and insights today, very valuable. Uh, Really appreciate you sharing all these different ideas with us. You know, it's fascinating. Uh, There was an article I just read about uh, the preference of texting that you mentioned that, that a lot of young buyers today prefer, 86% of them prefer texting to telephone. And they talked about the disconnect between the sales team and how the buyer wants to be communicated with. So great advice around the chat, around the video. I think video is outstanding. I think it's one of the best ways to communicate with people. And who doesn't like opening a video? you know, um, and receiving a video. I mean, email, um, I, I would like people to respond to me and tell me those of you that love email, written email. I mean, right. the, 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 the video is an excellent way to communicate, to differentiate yourself, to really add a nice touch uh, to that communication. Yeah. So Mike, thank you for being on our program today. Truly appreciate uh, your insights and ideas around today's market and adapting and changing. Yeah. And f- For all of us here at the Sales Lab, thank you for listening, being on our program, and have a great week. Thanks, Anthony. Thank you.